Welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am Shade Anozier. On the show today, I have with me Effie Cruz, who is an upcoming singer and songwriter based in the United Kingdom. I stumbled upon his song Kai Kai while scouring through Instagram, and I totally loved the vibe of the track, and I reached out to him and he agreed to come on to chat. So welcome, Effie. Happy to have you here. Thank you, Shade. How? <laughs> Thank you, Shade. So proper. Okay, this is, so I have been rehearsing since last night. So okay, this is me. How are ya? It's like good British. Um, what's what you call it now? British um accent. Was that was that done? Was that okay? No. I don't know about that. Really? But... <laughs> <laughs> how are ya? I don't, I'm not sure British people say that. British people are like, how are you? How are you? Yeah. How are you? How... Okay. So I went off base clearly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let me go back to English. How are you doing? Not bad. Not bad. How's your, what, what have you been up to today? Happy Independence Day, by the way. Oh yeah, Happy Independence. Happy birthday to my dad, by the way. Big shout out. <laughs> oh really? Today's your dad's birthday as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday to your pops. That's awesome. Yep. That's what's up. Is but he yeah. doing anything? Do you know? Um, just had just drinks and food with his friends back home. So. Okay. Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah. So, um, what have you done today? Um, the exactly what I've done. I woke up in the morning, and had a coffee, uh, did some push-ups, took a shower, and uh, came to to the campus. I have some work to do, so I'm literally on campus now. Oh, very nice. What school do you go to? Plymouth University, Southwest oh, England. Okay. Are you in second year, third, fourth? No, final year. Oh, final year. Oh, wow. what are you studying? Business and logistics. And why did you choose that field of study? Um, to be honest, I was pretty young when I chose that. So, uh, yeah, it was guidance counseling, really. Um, when I was looking to get into uni, I saw some guidance counselors and, uh, yeah, we just did, we did, did some sessions about two or three where they asked you a couple questions, you know, just to find out what you're passionate about, all of that. And, um, yeah, initially it was uh, maritime management. Um, but then, yeah, we just chose this one, business and logistics. But but apparently, I I uh, I've, I've always had a knack for business. So, well, yeah. that's what they said after the sessions. <laughs> I, see, I see. I asked that question because I interviewed someone yesterday, and <laughs> she said that in choosing her bachelor's degree, she did. She literally did. She went to speak to her guidance counselor, and they gave her a book, like you just rightly said. She also went to school in the UK, and she was going through the, I guess, the course material, and she literally, according to her, did many, many, many more, and she just picked, <laughs> like, wow. I mean, mine, mine's not mine. My my course or the what I'm studying now is not too far off of my the things I really like to do, mm. you know. So I guess the guidance counselor did a good job, but yeah, I do know a lot of people who. I just doing courses for doing sake, really. Mm. Yeah, I, know I, I, told, I told her that her parents, her parents must be very happy about her choice. They probably are. They probably are really. More like my father would just jump up and just get a degree, man. Yeah, yeah, but like she said, she said that you know, if she could do it differently, she would have done. She would have picked something different and put in more thought into it. But like yeah. I told her, um, go. Oh, oh, sorry, what did you say? I was about to say, you don't want to know how many things I would do differently. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> another day, right? <laughs> I'm out the music. <laughs> okay. All right. So, what is your passport name? Ifium. E-F-I-O-M. Middle name. That's my first name. 
Okay. Middle name, Ayo, E-Y-O. Surname, Ita. White people say Ita, I-T-A. <laughs> so, Ethiopian Ayo, Ita. Yes, ma'am. Mm, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I had a, I had a, not like, I guess I had like a classmate when I was in um, secondary school whose who's name kind of reminds, your name kind of reminds me of his. So, but anywho, so can you tell us a bit about your background you grown, um, have you grown up in Nigeria all your life? Because I know you're in the UK at the moment. You're going to school, so just tell us more about yourself. Okay, um, I grew I grew up in Nigeria, typical Nigerian. Primary school was in Calabar, uh, Access Primary School. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Those were the good times. Trust me. And then, um, why should we trust you? I mean, just saying, trust me. You haven't given us examples of why they were the good times. Right, right. You said you're a troublemaker. I can see now. You know when we were kids, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, how just how easy life was, man. Yeah. I, I was fine to wake up, go to school. I looked forward to the football. I break down. That could keep me going. Even if I didn't like the lectures, I knew break was coming up. You know, everything was just easy. No stress. I didn't used to be sad. The things that bother me now did not used to bother me then. I just didn't see them, you know. Like being a kid is just it reflects the saying that ignorance is bliss. You just don't know. <laughs> you understand? You're just a baby having fun. But yeah, that's by the way. I always go by the way. <laughs> oh no, no, it's fine. I, it's, by the way, conversations are always good because they always reveal some level of insight that you know you necessarily would not have thought. If I'm just asking you questions, so it's fine. Go ahead. Right, so enough about... Primary school, all right. So, you know, you know, just going back to that comment, I think that every child, I guess, okay, no, maybe maybe that's an exaggeration, but for the most part, I feel like as you get older, you tend to miss your childhood because, like you said, you had no worries. No one was worrying about bills. No one was worrying about if I had to pass maritime business. Really, all you want to do is play ten-ten, go and, you know, kick football. And and, and also, you know, a lot of of credit to our parents because... if your if your life was uh, smooth and easy as a kid, it's simply it's simply because there was someone else putting in the work for Very you. Very true. Um, so shout out to them. But yeah, life was life was good, man. Everything was easy. You know, mm-hmm. we enjoyed the struggles. What was the struggle actually? You know, going to bed at eight o'clock. <laughs> you get me? Something stupid like that. So yeah, and um, then high school was King's College Lagos, and that was that was a uh, that was a trip. <laughs> Another KC boy that I've interviewed. Yeah, okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> because when I was younger, Casey boys, y'all just even to today, y'all just like to feel yourselves, like you're the best thing since sliced bread. I'm just like, really though, like really. I don't know about that about the story. Um, <laughs> no, we, we are. We, I tell you what, we're very cool people. Mm-hmm. That 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 is very very true. Okay. And uh, fortunately, unfortunately, you know, some of us know this. Which is true, right? Right. <laughs> like you yeah, begin to smell so. yourself, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what it is, you know. You don't hate to play, I hate the game. <laughs> but yeah, um, high school, yeah, King's College, uh, that was fun. Finished that in 2009. Yeah, that was interesting. Lagos was a lot of fun. I learned a lot of things there. I discovered I could do a lot of things in high school. High school was very interesting for me. Very, very interesting. And then King's College is the type of school... It's a school that basically reflects Nigeria. Mm. You know, most people who go to like um, private schools or just some other schools, the demographic of the people, the diversity, 
in the tribes and cultures and not that much, to be fair. Like in my high school, most people, in my primary school, most people were from my state. In most high schools in my city, most people were from that state you grew up. Mm-hmm. But in King's College, there's everybody. People mm-hmm. come from the south, from the north, from all parts. There's literally every tribe in Casey. So that was good. That was good. You see all kinds of people, man, different cultures. That was, it was interesting. And then um, 2009, I went to some A-level school, which I don't want to call the name because that experience was horrible. <laughs> Why? What, what, you feel like it, it didn't prepare I, you? I'm still mad at my dad for putting me in that school. Oh. But that's the story. That's okay. Oh, so when you were in secondary school, uh, first of all, are you still friends with friends from KC till today? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are really close. My closest friend from KC is Ballet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ballet is Sadada's brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, those guys taught me how to play the guitar. Can you talk more about that? How how did that come about? Um, This was... Uh, I, I, I was I was at theirs for a while, so but me and Bali were like, that's probably it. That's about my best friend from high school, mate, because he's the one I talk to the most till now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I probably speak to Bali like every week, so and I don't I don't speak to most of my friends from high school mm-hmm. that much anymore. But I speak to Bali like every week now. But like yeah, um, there was a holiday, summer holiday. Uh, can't remember where I was. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, so. So I'm going to take you back a little bit. After A-level 2009, 2010, I was about to go to Unilag, right? Mm-hmm. Boom, I hopped on a bike. Okay, so I wrote, I wrote the exam. I passed the exam. You know, I was supposed to pick up my admission letter on a Thursday. Um, on Tuesday, so my, 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 my folks had traveled, right? I was, it was just me at home with the housekeeper and the security guy. And I was 17 at the time. So this guy called me on Tuesday and told me to come and pick up my admission letter. Uh, and we had plans for Thursday, which the driver knew about, you know, though my folks had been out or were out of the country. Um, yeah, he called me on Tuesday. As a young lad, I was excited, you know. Uh, I go on a bike. <laughs> so bike means Okada? Yes, man. Okay. Okada. All right. From the estate to... Yeah, I was trying to get to Unilag, so I was probably going to get to like a... CMS or one of those places where you could take a bus. I forgot. Long and short, on um, Falomo Bridge, because this this was from Lekki to where I could take a bus. On Falomo Bridge, wow. a car hit, a car hit me, and um, yeah, I couldn't go to school until 2014. So oh my gosh! You do the math. <laughs> um, yeah, long and short, in the space of about eight months, I did like seven or eight operations on my right leg. <laughs> Oh my I did gosh. seven operations. Oh, that's yeah, that was a tough time. Trust me, I did like seven operations. Um, at the end of the day, after like after like the sixth or seventh procedure, the the doctors advised my dad that um, in the next twenty four to forty eight hours they will not guarantee my life if they didn't take off the lower part of my right leg, amputate, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Go on, I think my dad my dad signed the papers. <laughs> he had to sign them. I was, if, I, if, I, if I was 18, they would have asked me, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was 17. That's my dad. He signed the papers. Um, I went into surgery. Which I was sedated. Um, you know when you're on this heavy anesthesia. So, um, yeah, the doctors were like, oh, we're going to give you new limbs. Uh, I didn't know what they were talking about at the time, to be fair, because I was proper gone, like gone, gone. 
you know these drugs, these drugs that put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, woke up, came out of the all those things called theater where they do the operations yeah. and the surgery, and um, no more lower limb, mate. <laughs> to be honest with you, no more lower limb. That was a, that was a trip, but yeah, that was. I mean, the, the hospital part part was tough because I was sick a lot. I was sick a lot. My my wound was uh, infected. So I was sick a lot. I lost a lot of weight. Um, but after that, now that's when life started again. That was, that was a trip as well. This, all of this happened in 2010, early 2011. So, um, yeah, I didn't know how hard it was going to be until I started again. I had to learn how to walk again, literally. I had to learn how to walk again. And then now this time you're walking with artific- artificials. Mm. You know prosthesis, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I use. <laughs> On my right leg. Um, yeah. Um, I don't even know what your parents must have been. So did your parents find out when they were abroad? Oh, uh, no. They, yeah. they waited for them to come back? Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. The trip was a short trip. The oh. trip was a short trip. They went for four days. Oh. It was just a short trip. You know, probably just going to have good time with his wife, you know. Mm-hmm. So they were back. They were back. They were back by Friday or so, the Friday or so. But, um, yeah, it was tough on everybody, man. Never seen my mom look like that before that and till today. <laughs> yeah. Are you, no. the, are you the only child? No. Okay. You have siblings. Two siblings. Well, you... Elder and um, junior sister. So you're the and middle. The yeah. Wow. Yeah. The only boy, though. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just glad that you're here because, you know, a lot of times people, that's one of the criticisms that people have about Okadas and the way they drive. And in addition to the way Okada people drive, just even the way the average driver in Nigeria treats Okada people. You know what I'm trying to say? But regardless of whatever the situation is, you're alive for a reason. And I'm glad that you are here. And thank you for sharing that story with us. I'm glad that you were able to overcome that. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. that's I don't even. Uh, so is that was that during the time that Ballet taught you how to play the guitar? Um, so um, I've always known how to play the piano, okay. the instrument. But um, yeah, so 2012, I was on 2011. You know, after I left the hospital, I got my first prosthesis, which were not the greatest, the, the greatest quality. You know, uh, I was struggling with all of that. I had to do a lot of physiotherapy, mm. a lot. Of and I, I, I play, I play football, alright? So this was really tough for me. Yeah. I, I, I can't explain it to another person. <laughs> that's, that's all I could say. It was really tough. I had a game on Saturday, which I had a flight to go play. I had a flight from Lagos to Calabar to go play that game mm-hmm. for Friday. This happened on Tuesday. So I love football, like, I really did. <laughs> I still do, to be fair, but I, I just can't play anymore. I probably can't, not like before, so I don't play it. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, 2011, 2012, after struggling, I moved from two crutches to a walking stick, you know, started walking alone a little bit. And then 2012, I had to go to America to get uh, the best quality yeah. of sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my dad came up with that. He's like, you need to go get something good, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. So, yeah. America was all right with my was my family. My dad's elder, well, younger brother, stays in America. Hospital runs up and down. Um, physio, oh, the physio was tough, man. I was in the gym about five times a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was tough. Um, but yeah, uh, 
in six, seven months, I was, I was, I was solid. I was solid. I was walking alone. You know, I could run. Um, yeah, so I felt, I felt, I felt strong again. You know, I felt strong again. I felt good again. Um, so, what, so the leg you ended up getting was it a? Was it a? Because you hear about this thing called the bionic leg. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what. That's what you have. So I, I didn't lose my knee. It's just the lower part oh, of my okay. right. Yeah. So the only in, in orthotics, the technology is the joint. Oh, I see. That's the real technology. Yeah. Is the joint that's difficult to create? Every other part of your body is just straight. They can, in fact, they can replace your bones with a stick. Mm. Or with metal. Those ones don't matter. If they are straight lines. But the joints, those ones are difficult to imitate. You grab. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's just the ankle. That's the bionic technology I need. I see. Um, yeah, so you're, you're talking about um, teaching you. You said you already played the piano, and then I was asking you about how while yeah. you had to play the guitar. Yeah, yeah I, I got back from. I had gone back from America because we were in Lagos together. I remember, and it was at Ballets for. I actually went there to just chill, I think, for a weekend or a week or so. Then I ended up staying for two weeks, I think. But, yeah, um, it was so much fun, man. I, I, I went to see Ballet. We were just hanging, you know. He, 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 it was all surreal for him. It was the first time he saw me with prosthesis. Mm. <laughs> first time, first time. It was surreal for him initially. But, um, yeah, uh we were just hanging around Lagos, really. Then his brother was there. Uh, that's um, Sadauda. And um, this guy just has some great songs, man. It's just mm-hmm. that simple. It's just that simple. I don't know how to explain it. It's, you guys will hear them soon, but this guy just had some amazing songs. I'm like, wait, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> how does this guy write like this? Yeah. <laughs> and as being someone who has always played instruments, played music, I... Started trying to play the guitar. So Toby and Bale just showed me the basics, showed me the shapes, showed me the chords, taught me how to to count the strings and, you know, the, the notes and all of that. Although although music is the same, but they, they just taught me the basics, you know, the mm-hmm. six-string basics. Um, I learned pretty quick, actually. In a week, I was playing. So That's cool. Do you feel yeah. like uh, having... Because when did you... Did you take music classes in primary school? Or what? Mm-hmm. You, or what? Do you have no? Did you have? Did your parents have a tutor come teach you the piano at home? Or how did you learn? That there there were music classes in primary school. Okay. My primary school was not too. It was it was a good school, you know, as far as all the extracurricular activities. It was it was it was up there. It was all right, but I don't think those lessons really did much for me, you know. From those, it's just like how most people did French in school, you know, mm-hmm. nobody. Learns French from those classes. Um, yeah, but on my. Je m'appelle, comment tu t'appelles? Those are things that. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. But then, um, yeah, I know I had piano teachers though, okay. who used to, who used to come to the house. We started out with all of us, all my siblings, but after a while, my sisters are like, love this. <laughs> <laughs> but you were like, I'm gonna keep on going. So, yeah, I was the only one who kept it going. At the time I was about, 13, 14, I was playing hymn books. Like, you know, like the hymn book? Mm-hmm, church. Yeah, I, 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 so they taught me properly. So I could read the music, you know, you know the big hymn books where mm-hmm. you see the lyrics on the left and yeah. the staff on the right, with yeah. the travel, bass left and the notes. I used to play the hymn book of, of that book at some point in my life. I, I, I mean, if I do it now, I'll struggle, but... <laughs> yeah. 
that's one thing I wish I was able to do when I was because I took I took music classes when I was in secondary school, but I think maybe not even learning how to read music just was was a challenge. But it was a challenge. <laughs> so I, I'm envious of people like you who can um read music, you know. So yeah, I mean it's not difficult. <laughs> I feel like it is for me just to. It's like, really not difficult, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll continue. Yeah, um, so that's when that's when you learned how to play. So all the out. yeah, so all this while you you were not even in school. You were just trying to get your um get your health back in tip top shape, right? I did a couple of things. Okay. I did a couple of things. I, I I did a computer course. Um, I think it was one school called Aptech Aptech Certificate um, Computer Professional. One of those courses. I did that. You learned some programming and all of that. Um, busy. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. I couldn't do too much. I was on crutches, two mm. crutches at some point. Um, I was, um, and I would switch to a walking stick. I know at, at the time I was using walking stick, it was better because um, I was I could drive. Yeah. So was, you put some swag on it to make yourself like feel less, you know, stressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just gotta make find a way to put the positive spin on it. Whenever I went to the club, they would take my crutches and out. Put it in the air. <laughs> wow. I literally used to show up at the club with two crutches. <laughs> wow. It was a vibe, though. It was a vibe. Good times. Man. <laughs> Good time. But yeah, but, but, but um, mine is just my health, man, man, mentally, you know. It's tough. I, I dealt with a lot of things, man. Yeah. You're still a kid, you know, used to a certain lifestyle, known for certain things, you know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden. That changed. Everything just changed, you know. And it's not like, oh, it's a small change. Major. It's a major change. I lost a part of my right leg, you know. So it was it was tough at the time, uh, mentally, you know, physically, emotionally, whatever. whatever all, always, always possible. Mm-hmm. But, but you're never I'm, I'm all right, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, and just, you know, just even right. apart from me being an... Sorry? I, I, I feel like I did what I had to do. I didn't plan for it, you know. Um, it happened, and... I feel like I reacted well because yeah. uh, I reacted. I did not plan for this, so it's not an action. Yeah. I just reacted to the situation. Uh, what my people think I'm doing, I, I did an amazing job. I, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't know. I feel like if they were the ones it happened to, they would probably do the same because lying down in the bed is horrible. Mm-hmm. Straight. <laughs> Especially bad. somebody like me. Mm-hmm. I'm proper restless. Like, But yeah. But you know, like I said, I'm happy that you just it's just this story is just amazing. It's like very I love how you were able to overcome the situation and I'm really happy that you also have supportive parents who actually have the resources to assist you because a lot of people don't have that. So more power to you and your parents for being able to Amazing yeah, girl. that's just I'm I'm so happy for you. Now, just quickly moving on to moving on to your musical influences. Can you talk a bit about the people that influenced your music? taste and the genres that you like and even like you said you, first of all i want to even ask when did you realize that you could sing and write because you know you play you can play the piano but when did you say oh i can actually sing and i can actually write um i still don't consider myself a singer to be fair oh why i just have a lot to say you know mm. and i like to do it on the melody that i'm sure about you know mm. i don't consider myself singer singer you know, like a singer, like, let me tell you why. Um, I don't consider, one of my biggest influences is Fela Kuti. I don't consider him as a singer. You see, mm-hmm. although, you know. He's mm-hmm. No, I get it. But uh, singers are like Donnie McLaughlin, <laughs> you know. 
those are things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to me. You yeah. grab, but, mm-hmm. but like, um, yeah. But so you consider, would you would you consider yourself a musician? Musician, musician, musician is a strong word. Okay. You know, musician. I feel like a lot of us are abusing these things today. Everybody calls themselves a musician. So just because you can lay sixteen bars on a beat, that make you a musician. But yeah, um, I guess so. You know, in the modern day, you know, spectrum of music, mm-hmm. I, you, you you call me a musician, but um, I'm just a sound boy, man. Okay. <laughs> just a sound boy. It's fine. But yeah, so you know, it's, it's the beauty of like being an artist and being a creative is that as you get older, you begin to refine the way you even see yourself and the words that you use to describe yourself. So it's fine if you do not consider yourself a singer. I, I guess, I guess, I guess I can say I'm a musician. You know, because I, I sing, you know, I make music, I put sounds together. And um, when I was studying music in primary school, the definition of music is, is that music is the act of combined sounds in a manner that's pleasant to your ear. You see, so I guess I am a musician. Oh, shit, students, <laughs> remembering, remembering nah, that's, <laughs> that's just one of the ones that stuck. No, I know, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's even for me, for me like, as well, that was one of it that stuck, yeah. I can't even remember the ones from chemistry in high school, so you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now move on what? to your musical influences. What did you say? I said move on to your musical influences, so, well, first of all, you, you actually didn't even clarify, so when did you realize that you could put sounds together and, you know, you could write? Was it just um, before? Okay, so, so, I started writing when I was younger. Okay. Right? I think I started writing in high school with my friend. One of my friends, I think his name was Isai Ibrahim and Casey. We started writing, but we're writing short books, you know. We're just, we're just writing short, short stories. We used to like those, you know, those books that had every chapter was a different story. Mm, I think I remember those. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the writing. But um, as far as me doing music now, you know, I'll say it was after my accident. Because that, that was about the time I felt the need or, or I ever felt the need to, to pass a message. Mm. With a, there were always melodies. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. I always did music to myself. To my parents, to my friends. In fact, I spent most of the time on my own practicing, right? But as far as passing a message with the melody, that was later. It was after my accident, you know. Because mm-hmm. those years, which I was not going to school, you know, were very, very special years. That's how I like to call them special years. Uh, I learned a lot of things, started to see things differently, you know. Started to appreciate the little things a lot more, like waking up in the morning, mate. God is good. You wake up every morning, you're mm-hmm. fine. You can take a shower by yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to take you up and down. Nobody has to do anything for you. Like, yo, I started appreciating a lot of things, you know, differently. You know, I started to see things in a different light. My perspective was changed. My fam- fam- family struggled with it a little bit. It felt like I was, uh, truth is that I changed. That's just true. <laughs> but um, they were struggling with the balance, you know. You know, so you change. Change. How did you change? Like, explain that. They feel like my personality changed. Okay. You know, um, but they they were still struggling with the change. You know, people around you will struggle with change. Mm-hmm. So your personality you change. Know, personality changing. Like, were you a happier kid, or well, what was the change? They felt I was more. Care, I was carefree. Oh. They felt I was carefree because I felt like uh, my dad felt like because I, I had had a near death experience. Mm-hmm. I uh, don't have any sense of fear. Yeah, that's what they felt. Mm. I think now they are beginning to come to terms with the change. They are beginning to understand that it's a, it's a good change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
back to your question. <laughs> no, yeah. So you so you talked about you were writing with your friend, and that was when you decided. That's when you realized that you know you could write. And then in terms of the sound, it was more about during the time that you had your accident, and it just gave you. I would say maybe the word is that maybe or the phrase is that it gave you a different outlet because, like you said, you used to play uh, football a lot, and you mm-hmm. not being able to do that, maybe that was a different avenue for you to tap into. That's, that's what my sister thinks as well. Yeah, no, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel like that's what it is. You know, because you have a primary way of expressing your passion. And I tell then... you, what, I tell you what. For mm. me, yeah, football was not a game. You see, mm. football is an art form. That's a beautiful look. I don't know how to explain this game to another person. You either see it from my perspective or you don't. I don't know if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, football is not a game. It's not to eleven people running up and down, mate. It's just a lot more than that. <laughs> Trust me. It is a lot more than that, you know. It's uh, now, I guess, I guess, I guess you you saying the music is the is like my my outlet now. You being the second person to say it, mm. it makes sense now, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. So when you eventually write your book, please credit also. Eh? Those not be taking, <laughs> don't, don't be taking out the glory and say I had this epiphany because I will hunt you down. Son, <laughs> I will hunt you down. Now let's go on to um, how you define your genre. You define it as Southern Afro. Yeah. Talk a bit more about that. Um, okay, so you say Southern Afro. Southern Afro is the sound of the first song you have heard. Mm-hmm. Now that Which, song by the is, way, is Kai Kai for people who are wondering. That song is Kai Kai. Um, I, um, first of all, I write songs with uh, an instrument, all right? I don't write songs. I hardly write songs to a beat. I write songs with an instrument. That's either the piano or the guitar. Okay. Now, at this point in time, this, 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 the music or the song doesn't have a genre. I could play whatever strum I like. If I'm holding the guitar, I can play the southern strum. I can play the western strum. I could play an Afro beat kind of strum, you know, mm-hmm. to sound however I want it to sound. So, yeah, Kai Kai is southern Afro. Um, general, I, I don't, I don't think I want to, I want to call that my genre. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. Um, I am very, very, I was not diverse is the wrong word, but uh, my influences are all over the place. Can you name a couple? Okay, so I told you Fela Kuti already, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, let me, let, let's, let's, let's start with the old school guys. We're just going to come forward a little bit till we get them now. So basically, I started listening to this Fela Kuti proper, proper when I was, when I had my accident. The trips to the, so the, the trip to the hospital from where my dad was working at the time was about three and a half hours. Oh, wow. So those trips will have Fela Kuti CDs on throughout, <laughs> throughout, like, <laughs> and I, I don't sleep when I'm traveling, you know? Yeah. So I just be looking at the road and be listening, listening. So a lot of the melodies are going to be Afrobeat influenced, mm-hmm. going to be there. Then the High Life guys, Victor Waifo, yeah. Kingsley Bostic, you know, Osadebe, um, all those guys, those guys, those guys are a part of it. So. You might hear a song where there's some high life in it. What are you going to call that? Southern Afro too? <laughs> no, but see, look, so this is not me trying to pigeonhole you. Because, you, like, you corrected me. That's fine. You know, so it's not about trying to pigeonhole you into... You know, like I said, I was doing my, I was doing my research on you. That's how I... That's how, and I saw that you had that in your bio as um, Southern Afro. So, like, you know, I want to explain. Because when, the, the other question I have is, um, is your musical sound and style, is that still evolving? You know what I'm trying to say? So... Go ahead, but go ahead. That's why I want to make sure that you you understand that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you, I get you, and I do 
I like the conversation we're having now. Okay. <laughs> Very good for the listener. <laughs> um, um, so as far as the sound, you know, like, okay, so let me just give you a little secret. <laughs> there was a song, or there is a song I wanted to put out today, right? The name of the song, it was supposed to be like a gift, uh, an Independence Day thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the name of the song is Ojoro. <laughs> Ojoro? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to put it out? Not today, no. <laughs> no. Uh, what was the inspiration behind that song? Is that just Independence Day? I don't know. If, how do I explain the inspiration for you? No, I'll just tell you. Let me just tell you a little bit of, of lyrics. Okay. It says they preach about democracy. They talk about democracy. In this country, no democracy. What we have here is oyocracy. <laughs> do you know about oyocracy? Have you heard about it? I will tell you about it. It's the government for yourself. Government by yourself, government to yourself, you only favor yourself. Waiting, we go call them Ujuru. That's how good. We go call them Ujuru. But yeah, it's, it's, it's the type of song that might get me in trouble. But um, yeah, I like it though. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds, it sounds cool. Because I feel like as an artist, you don't want to be, what's the word? You don't want to be censored. You know, you don't, you don't feel like, you know, like there's censorship with what you do. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure, have you, first of all, I want to ask, have, you, have your parents, have they heard um, Kai Kai? My mom, my mom likes the song. That's <laughs> <laughs> Momsi. <laughs> my mom, no, my, they, they, you know, my, bo- both my parents like the song, okay. you know, but uh, my mom is like, hey, this boy. <laughs> what about your pops? My pop, my pop, my pops is calm, man. My pops, my pops probably, probably likes the song. He's probably jamming it to date for his <laughs> But yeah, um. I debuted again, right? No, no, no. It's fine. I, I made you do. I made you do. Like we're talking about the song Ojoro, which you're not going to put out because you know you just don't want to get in trouble. Um, no, no, no. That's why I don't want to put it out. Okay. Well, so why? I think I'm still skeptical about how I want to present it. Mm, okay. Because, um, like I said, all these songs are written with my guitar. Yeah. I play the chords, you know. Mm-hmm. I did a recording of it, but um, I don't think that's how I want. That's the, that's I, I don't. That's not how I want the people to get it. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 yeah. Um, look, my music, my music. Uh, it's about what I'm saying a lot. You know, a lot of it is about what I'm saying. I don't play with the sound as well because I'm a sound boy, and um, you know, a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of artists they start to pay a lot of attention to their lyrics. The ones who are known for it, right, known mm-hmm. for having good lyrics and insightful lyrics, they start to pay a lot of, their t- of attention to that, and then they forget about the music. So you have a really insightful song that doesn't sound very good. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So this, this, uh, this trying to find that balance though. But as far as the genre, hey, I have a song I did with my mate. Um, it sounds like some indie music, man. <laughs> you know, um, there's another song I did with my because, like I said, my influences are like all over the place. I like right now. I've been listening to Love Paulo Nettini. I've always listened to Paulo, but right now I'm listening to Love Paulo Nettini and learning their playing styles. You know, so I, I I could play some I might play some blues with my guitar, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. But the music will sound good. This I can promise you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you considered put? Are you, are you considering putting out an EP? I I want I want to put one out because I'm not a fan of this one one song thing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of put, putting one out. You know, I'm doing my final year now, so it depends. It just depends on on um you know, how things go. 
But yeah, I was looking putting one out maybe before I finished uni. Okay, that'd be cool. That would it was it would just be nice to get uh the different wealth of um oh, yeah, yeah, yeah different the different songs since you do not want to be put in the box as an artist then EP would be a great way to introduce more of the different styles and sounds that you have an interest in or that you're experimenting with and you know so that that'd be cool now I want us to go on to Kai Kai so what inspired the song um I tell you what it's not the drink my <laughs> 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 that drink was like a few days after putting out that song so that's probably the first time I drank Kai Kai. But um, Kai Kai, inspiration is people, man. It's, that's that's my inspiration is people, you know. I'm a people person. Um, I feel like uh, this Kai Kai was people, man. It's just the vibe, you know, good vibes, good people, good energy, good atmosphere, you know, not necessarily getting intoxicated. But then... I would tell people to think of Kai Kai like anything that they that opens up their eyes, sharpens their mind. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. your girlfriend could be running, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, whatever, whatever makes you much nicer with girls. <laughs> <laughs> now, before, uh, before, before you go into more depth, where were you when the idea came about? I, I, want, I want you to talk, about, talk a bit more about when you realized, that, okay, the song was going to be about people, but what, what was it that you saw or you heard that made you, that just made, you know, lit that spark and say, okay, I want to write a song called Kai Kai. Well, not even, maybe not even the name, but just the story, you know, putting put in the concept together. Mm, concept of Kai Kai. I think I was in the studio doing another song, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing another song. And then... We were in England, though. <laughs> I could tell you that. I knew we were in England. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was with my boy, Dio, right? I was with my boy, Dio. And um, he was playing me some beats, right? So we were just listening, listening, listening. And then he played one. He played one. And then we heard it. And I liked it. And then he's a rapper. So I think, I think he started rapping. So, and then told me to write or something, you know, I think I did Kai Kai come up because I know that it, we didn't finish it that way. It's not like the first day. Oh, no, of course not. No. Yeah. That's when we finished it, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. how we started. I think it was with me and my boy Dio in the studio. Okay. I think that's, that's where it was born. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's and then it eventually be, it developed into what we now have as Kai Kai. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Kai Kai was produced. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I did, we took it. I took it away. You know. Uh, so um, yeah, I, I, did, we just, I just took it away. Play, got, got home. You know, started playing some chords. Because um, at at this point, I feel like I had already gotten something. I don't think it was the hook, but I had gotten something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just took it home. Started playing my guitar. Yeah, develop the song from there. When I get the chords on the guitar, uh, I do whatever really. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it's not it's not the deepest of songs, man. Oh no, it doesn't, it, <laughs> bro. It doesn't have to be. It's always just nice to get into the head and the yeah, the mindset. Yeah, so it's. Because you know, some people like the like. I think I was um I interviewed um what's what you call it? I interviewed Sadauda. The last week, and I was asking him about how he came up with Kalakuta, 
And it was just interesting. I think I think you even mentioned that you and Bale were there when he was, you know, I think he was just like, guess maybe freestyling and like just talking. Sadauda, Sadauda is the waterman, mate. <laughs> he is the waterman, yeah, for real. Yeah, so. <laughs> He's Aquaman, for real. I don't know what <laughs> it is about waterman. Yeah. I really don't know. Apparently, you see your lodger has the same thing. Yeah, so it's just, it's just cool. I, that, that's why I wanted to make sure that, you know, I definitely did ask you how. Because, again, it's funny how you think that it's the simplest of songs and not the deepest of songs, but that always has the most interesting story. But so. I, I, I could take you on a journey, though, but, like, after that day, mm-hmm. I think we were doing something else, so we went into doing that or whatever. Then um, I now saw this video, right? You know that lady on YouTube that was talking about Guy Guy? Have you watched that video? Mm-mm. Hey, you need to check this thing out. <laughs> My mom was like, Kai Kai good for your body. See Kai Kai, you declare your skin. Look oh, up. I think maybe, maybe I you have. She, she had a market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think of. Yeah, you see. Okay, yeah. So, when I saw that woman, that's when I now, I think that when I watched that video, it started, it started resonating a little yeah. more. I understood it some more. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when, and I think that's when I could now get to the point where I put the lyrics together, mm-hmm. you know. I felt like, oh, these lyrics actually reflect the feeling of whatever Kai Kai is. Mm-hmm. See, but, yeah, it's a good story. Uh, See, you're trying, you're trying to hold that on us. Turn us like it's just oh, no, you. no, no, no. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm a simple guy, man. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> things in life for a taste to oh, I was try cause you make a brother feel all right oh we could fly would go high into the sky oh we could fly we go high into the sky state of mind to connect with the people that place to make them feel show them your love in this thing that you do with girls too see how i'm keeping it simple baby girl i'm loving your dimple dance as on too i just wanna mingle okay dance a lingo i'm hoping you're single who blow kisses in the summertime who girl your body's looking so fine i take you out to dinner we go wine and dine watch the sunset in the night time it opens up my eyes Sharpens my mind, it's like a ghost to my soul I'll tell you no lies, it puts that fire in my eyes Kai Kai puts that fire in my eyes I said it puts that fire in my eyes Kai Kai puts that fire in my eyes In my eyes, ever having a bad day Don't you worry, I got the way Because the girl, them still want to play 
That fire in my eyes, eh? Kai Kai puts that fire in my eyes, eh? I said it puts that fire in my eyes, eh? Kai Kai puts that fire in my eyes, in my eyes, eh? It was produced by Ultra Beats. So how did you decide that, you know, Ultra Beats was the producer that you wanted to work with to give, create the song to where it is today? Um, So I didn't decide until I started working together. Okay. But like, um, How did you meet him? My friend, my friend who runs a record label, Okula Giant Entertainment. And, uh, and um, I think one of this, one day we were just chilling. I think I went home for Christmas. I think we were chilling with my guitar. So I was playing a couple of songs and uh, all of that. You know, so he was like, yo... My producer is here. We can do something. Blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. So I got back to school, you know. You know, I did some recordings, guitar recordings and um, vocals and sent to them, you know, for them to work with. Uh, we just went back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I like the guy's work, you know. He's a good producer. Not my producer, but he's a good, he, I felt like, oh, I feel like he's a good producer. Um, yeah, so, yeah, after my placement in the summer, I got to Nigeria. So I went to the studio. And, um, yeah, we just, uh, finished it because we had a backbone already, but the uh, instrumentals did not reflect me. I kind of have, tr- I, have tr- I have trouble with, um, with music that was made when I, when I wasn't there. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. So you feel like you have to be in the studio when it's being created? Um, except, except I send you the melodies and you put them in. Okay. Cause most of my songs, before I go to the studio, I have the chords, mm-hmm. the bass line, you know, most of them. I already have a couple melodies. Now, as far as how we choose to do the beat, if we want to make it dance all or whatever, that's different. But um, just some basic things. Well, the, both instruments I play, right? I have keys that I like to put in the instrumentals most of the time. So when you do it and I'm not there, it just never feels right. Because that, that melody or that bass line is playing in my head. Mm. You understand? No, I do. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, we got together. We um in the studio. 
you know, added added a couple of the marimba, you know, added added the bass as well. Yeah, I produce as well. I, uh, hmm, that's cool. What software do you use? Um, Logic, but um, I don't like to make music alone, so I just I just like I just I just like to I like where it is right now, you know. Um, I could come into the studio and play something, you know. <laughs> I could play like a guitar and the recording and use it. I feel like if I start producing from scratch, I'll end up making music from start to finish on my own. I don't like making music like that. Oh, I see. So you're more of a collaborative type of producer? Yeah, I want, I want another producer. Even if he's doing something I can do, I don't care. Yeah. As long as another person is there. Yeah. And when did you pick up producing as a skill? Hey, man. Got frustrated when trying to link up producers. <laughs> <laughs> It's always funny how like you know people get frustrated with different either different sounds or different mixes and mastering and then somehow they just say they're going to do it on their own. It's always it's always funny and awesome to hear that story. So I, I literally got frustrated trying to, and the producers I really wanted to meet, I just couldn't meet. <laughs> and what producers were those? I really like Larry. Um, but to be fair, just because of my own level of understanding of the music. It's always it's always gonna be a collaboration with me and the producer. Now, if you give me a producer that knows his job, and I add my influence, most of the time it's going to be alright. You get me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not type of artist that oh, seventy percent of the sweetness of the song is done by the producer. <laughs> you get me? Like mm-hmm. just a lot of songs like that that you could tell like oh, okay, shout out to the producer for this one. You know, <laughs> the producer when I driving the song, right? <laughs> No, like, it's his job that is the enjoyable part, you know. Mm. It's the beat. <laughs> you grab. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, um, back to the producers. Yeah. I like, I like, I like Lyric. Who else do I like? Mm. What is it about Lyric that you like? Uh, everything, mate. <laughs> Lyric is just smooth, man. Lyric, I feel like he's, I don't know him, but I feel like he's a very good listener. Never met him before. I have no clue. I don't even know a person that knows him. He, um... He presents the song in the best way that represents representing the artist. Mm-hmm. I don't think that makes any sense. No, it totally does. Like, there's just there's just something about how he cuts out the music and how he where he chooses to synthesize and where he chooses to quiet some instruments and where he chooses to make it busy, you know. And it really amazes me because I feel like the sound and the beat, the beats that he makes, go along with the emotions that the song is giving off. It also reflects what part you're in. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. No, no, but yeah. like, mm-hmm. It's just it's not just a, a lot of looping, you know. Mm-hmm. You could tell that this guy, this guy will take his time, you know. And and I've seen him work with different artists. I listen to his EP as well. He's just a uh, he just he tailors the sound to the artist. That let me just put it, make it simple. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. You know, um, yeah. Now, um. I wanted to find out if you could just talk to us. And I think that for people who are in school and doing music professionally, people talk about the struggles that they go through. So I wanted to know for you, even especially being in the fi- your final year, what challenges do you face? It's just time. You know, when you're in a headspace where you're putting projects together, like that have to do with the port in Singapore <laughs> and dry bulk fright, you know, and, and tankers, stuff like that, you know, it's um, not very easy for you to uh, just switch to that artistic mode, you know. Um, as a student, just 
the struggle with money, especially in England, yeah. cost of thing is high, so you spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's 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 it for me. And uh, what else? Let's say it's a struggle. It's, it's just time. It's just juggling both of them. You know, juggling both of them to the best of your ability, really. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to um, also you don't want any of them to suffer. Yeah. You know, that's the real thing. But as far as struggles, what are the struggles? You just can't put as much time as you would like, yeah. you know? The things that I could have done in a day if I didn't have school, you know, or I didn't have to be in this, where I am, you understand? I, I could go anywhere I wanted. The things that I could have done in a day probably take you like a week now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're done with school, do you intend to now begin to pursue music professionally or are you trying to get a master's or... Pete, what what are you hey, on? education, mate. Hey. No more school. I'm done. <laughs> but I, <laughs> but yeah, um, masters no, masters no. I will always make music. That that's that never that's never going to change. Um, but as far as what I will be doing, you know, as a profession, that I am still trying to decide. Yeah, because I don't even know where exactly I'll be by this time next mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. But being in school. That's for sure. <laughs> you will not be in school. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh my gosh. And have you performed Kai Kai um, at any um, events in, in England? I performed Kai Kai a couple of times before I even dropped, before I dropped the song. Mm-hmm. How was the response like? Pretty good. Now, there were some white people who did not know what I was talking about, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but they liked it. They liked it. Um, um, yeah, I think I performed at a couple of um, university society events, right? Uh all, all good, but then I perform with just my guitar. I've never performed with an instrumental before. We'll see how that works. <laughs> yeah. So before we go on to the fun random questions, because I know that you're probably like, you know, gotta go, gotta go study. Have they told you, or have you been told that you have a really, really unique voice? I, I tell you what, I heard that. That's what that's what people say. Yeah. That's what that's what people say. It has I this really that. cool <laughs> vibe and bounce. I like it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate no, yeah that. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, now let's go into the fun random questions. You ready? Yes, ma'am. Cool. Now, first question is, what would your dream collaboration be? Collaboration? Mm-hmm. Dead or alive? It, whatever you want, Effie. It's really up to you. Come on, now. Nah. It has to be Fela Kuti. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't collaborate with anybody, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be Fela Kuti. Okay. That's like no, that's like choice of choices. So I'm that that's a good I, I, I like Kenny Rogers as well. I was gonna say Kenny Rogers, but Fela Kuti, man, okay. that's the right there. Fela for the win. It's an awesome choice. Now, second question is, what is your favorite kalaba dish? Pounded yam and afiyah fere. Afiyah fere. Afiyah fere. Was it? It was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, afiyah fere. Okay. It means white soup, white soup. Oh, okay, white soup. All right, cool. Okay, so that's your favorite dish. Third question is, what is your favorite hangout spot in Calabar? There's a couple. There's a couple. Um, I just pick the one I go off, and I go to Pittsfield a lot, so Pittsfield. So what, is it about the, what is it about that you like? Is it the vibe, the music, the food? Uh, it's not much music anymore, you know. Uh, it used to be a club at night back in the day, but it's just uh, the vibe, really. Okay. You know, go where I go to meet cool people. I see. Cool. Uh, this, that's where we watch football and uh, have food as well, have drinks. Okay. And what uh, about Lagos? The energy. The energy. The energy. Uh, Lagos. Um, last place we really enjoyed, I say, was uh, Vantage. 
Okay, I haven't been there. Neither have I heard of that. Is that an okay. island? Island, uh, the place where people do the go karts thing. Oh, okay. The, the debt, the debt riding, the, the four wheelers. You know that place? No. The place where people do the, um, what are those things called? Quad bikes. Yeah, quad biking. Okay. That's, so that's, that's, that's where it is for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lagos, that's, that's pretty calm. I like water side as well. I've not been there since it got changed. Apparently it's different now. Really? To what? It's just more swagged out. Oh, you know? Okay. Or, um, yeah, they said it's nicer now. So basically, it pushes what Nigeria pushes, which is, you know what it is anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the fourth question before we go on a tangent. So this question is, if a theme song played every time that you entered a room, what would it be? Every time I entered a room. You know, it's by Casey Boy now. I feel myself too much, you know, that type of thing. One song, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Coffee for Head of State. <laughs> Coffee for Head of State, I didn't mind. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true, but I'm a disciple. You say every time. Yeah. These mm-hmm. new songs. They are nice, but they just don't. They are not nice for long. Mm. You okay. understand? Yeah. So if you want, if you told me to pick a song where dun 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 Imagine every time you step into a room. I'm so mad. Fifth question is: If you could go on a cross-country road trip with a famous person, dead or alive, who would it be? I'll go with somebody alive right now. Okay. I want two people. Can I pick two? Yeah. Go ahead. Just because they are, they are, they are just, they seem like my kind of people that nobody understands. First one would be Ed Sheeran. Oh, why? Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran would come on a cross-country trip with myself and uh, Burner Boy. <laughs> oh, nice. Why, first of all, why did you pick Ed Sheeran? Um, I know about him. Uh, I watched, I've watched some stuff about him. Uh, you said traveling. You know, mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran is the kind of traveler, traveler I, I am, you know. I'm not the traveler that goes to a, a, a country. To see the place or the area where rich people live only. You know, a lot of people do that. You travel to a country, you were in a five star hotel, you were in the uptown district or of that city, whatever, and you go back thinking that that's the way it is. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, Sharon, from what I know about him, he, when he travels, he goes to the places I like to go, uh, go touch the people. You know? Yeah. What about Burner? Burner, Burner is just my G, man. Burner is just the one out there that's doing the issue for me, man. Like, literally. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Road trip. Burner and Ed Sheeran. Cross country trip, yeah. Okay, cool. Those, those seem like people that, um, you don't, you don't, you don't need much to have fun with. You know? Yeah. You don't need much to, you have some people that, I feel like some people would just be too much. We got some people who are just simple. You know, they can have fun with a stone, a guitar, and half a bottle of palm wine. We're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Final question is, how would you describe yourself in three words? I don't like to describe myself, first of all. But um, three words, right? Mm-hmm. Um, number one, love. I have a lot of love. There's a lot of love. Can I just give you three different words that mean different things? Or you want me, you want me to put like a phrase? Let's see. 
whatever you want to do, Effie. It's really okay. Up to you. So, so there's a lot of love, right? I believe love is um, it's the ultimate. You know, if you have love in your heart, do you know that if there's love in your heart, you will automatically be a good Christian, a good Muslim, a good everything. Even if you're not a Christian or Muslim, Just if there's love person. in your heart, you obey all their commandments. I've actually checked it out, but that's number one. Then number two, mm, integrity. You know, that's lost today in our country, but still matters a lot to me. You know, your reputation counts. You can't just act crazy. You know, so love, integrity, and um, what's the last one? Mm. Oh, I was going to say pain, but I can't describe myself with pain. I just, I just know that. Uh, that's it, man. Shade, just okay. two. Love, that's integrity. Those. That's it. That's fine. You ain't got to yeah. give me three. That's cool. Now, like you said, you are looking for, um, you're probably going to be putting on an EP before the end of the year or something or a single along those lines, right? For the end of my year. Oh, but, but, but uh, when do you finish exactly? <laughs> I have two more semesters. So okay. May, June. May, June next year. Yeah. Well, good luck with school. Looking forward to all the things that you'll be doing and happy graduation in advance. All the best with uh podcast. <laughs> Thank you. And before we wrap it up, for people who want to follow what Effie's up to, you can follow his SoundCloud page at Effie Cruz, and that's E-F-I-C-R-U-I-S-E, right? Yes, ma'am. And he's also on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram Grand- and Twitter. There is an underscore after the Effie. Yeah, Effie. that's true. Yes. Yep. Cool. So that's the show, everyone. Thank you for listening, and definitely, definitely major thanks to you, Effie, for being here. Thank you for having me, Shade. I really enjoyed it. You're welcome. And as always, my name is Shade Anouzier, and you can connect with me at Shade Nonconform. Till then, bye. It opens up my eyes and sharpens my mind. It's like a gospel to my soul. See, I'll tell you no lies. It puts that fire in my eyes. Kai Kai puts that fire in my eyes. Only Western Savannah Chilling with my friends and my guitar If you really want to find out Come down to Calabar Oh, I need you in my life Kai Kai, I need you in my life Come and open up my eyes Show me the finer things in life For a taste, oh, I will strive Cause you make a brother feel alright Oh, we could fly We'd go high into the skies we go high into the sky State of mind to connect with the people That place to make them feel Show them your love in this thing that you do too Kai Kai makes me much nicer with girls too See how I'm keeping it simple Baby girl I'm loving your dimple Dance as soon too I just wanna mingle okay. I'm hoping you're single. The SNC podcast is produced by Shade Anosier and Tomiwa Fawumi. To ensure you don't miss subsequent episodes, you can follow the show on its various social media handles at the SNC podcast. So that's T H E S N C P O D C A S T. And that name is universal across Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, and Mixcloud. Alternatively, you can follow me on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Till next week, cheers. <laughs>